This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Let's read 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9 together before we take our seats. Hallelujah. The Bible says, <laughs> But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, an only nation, a peculiar. So we are different from all other races on the face of the earth. Don't ever describe yourself by Igbo Yoruba Awusa. I am from Ibadan. I'm Igbira. <laughs> Don't. You are peculiar. So we cannot even live like other people. And there is a purpose that we should show forth the praises of him who has called us out of darkness into his where are you now I mean it's not just his light marvelous lights God bless you don't be quiet tonight supposed to be a short service <laughs> wow I have been called forth out of darkness so I am not in the darkness anymore. Isn't that a blessing? Yes. I told you, which I might be bringing to an end on Sunday, if you have been following us, God calls light out of darkness. God does not say things the way they are or the way mortal men see them to be. God says things the way he sees them to be. Hallelujah. So Moses said to God, where we read last week, Exodus chapter 6, the last verse. He said, I'm a man with uncircumcised limb. How can I talk to Pharaoh? In chapter 7 verse 1, that's the next verse. God answered and said, see, I have made thee a God to Pharaoh. And Aaron thy brother shall be thy prophet. Where I went to preach yesterday, I, I told them this. This is very powerful. When God appeared to Moses in the burning bush, God never mentioned that it would take 10 plagues to get them out of Egypt. He just simply said, Pharaoh that I'm sending you to is as stubborn as egoats. Do you know about egoats? <laughs> they are very proud. And they are very sweet, I was told. <laughs> it's like the most stubborn the guy is the sweeter. <laughs> are you with me? <laughs> now the Bible says, God told Moses that this guy Pharaoh is very stubborn. And that he will not let you go except by mighty hand. A mighty hand. But God never specifically said it will take you 10 plagues to break Pharaoh. Personally, I believe what took this situation this so long because Moses 
did not live up to this name on time. God was training him to say, I have called you a God. Just check the how Moses started. He began by begging Pharaoh. He actually lied that they were going for three days to the wilderness to worship and to return. And God said, that no, a God does not talk like that. Then Moses began to beg and beg. But you see, as the plagues were, were multiplying, his boldness level began to increase. If you read before the last plague, I don't know if you can give me that chapter 10 or 9. The last thing Moses did, where the Bible says, finally, about two times they were whisked out of Pharaoh's palace. Pharaoh said, get these guys out. But the last plague, Moses pointed to Pharaoh like this. He said, you know what? There will be death this night. And you and your servant will come and bow and beg me. And the Bible says, Moses left in great wrath. He walked out of the palace in anger that this idiot, you are too small. Before then, please, uh, let us go. Please. So the power of God could not break to his fullness until Moses spoke like God and said to Pharaoh, is it about you? You are coming to beg me. You will bow. And he left in anger. Now, no more negotiation. Revelation changes how you talk. And there is a way you have to sound for the voice of this world to respond to you. Ah. Oh, God. Is somebody with me? Look at what Moses said. Thank you. Let's start from verse, verse 6. And there shall be a great cry throughout the land of Egypt, such as there was none like it. He was telling Pharaoh here. Anymore. Next verse. Then he said to him, But against the children of Israel shall not a dog, a, a dog move his tail. And then the Lord will put a difference between Egypt and Israel. Next verse. And all these thy servants shall come down to me and bow themselves to me, saying, you can go. And the Bible says, look at last verse. He went out of Pharaoh's in great anger. There might be situations that some people tolerate that I need to get angry with. You see, this is how God works. He calls things that be not. So God looks at people who look wretched, who look tired, who look discouraged. And God says, you are a chosen people, a holy nation, a peculiar. This is what God expects. Anytime God speaks to you, just say yes, sir. By the time you turn back, Believe that you are who God said and forsake culture. The whole idea of new creation is to give us a new heart so that we can accept a new life. When Samuel told Saul, you are going to be king. When you turn, for Samuel 10, when you turn, some men will meet you, prophets will meet you, prophesy with them. The Bible says, as a tongue to go, God gave me a new heart. This is what we'll receive when we give a lot to a new art so that we can begin to live up to what the Bible says. So the Lord has declared the end from the beginning. I showed at the beginning of this message two things about God. It caused things that be not as though they were then. It declares the end from the beginning. And he has said at the end that you see, you are a holy nation. If a guy masturbates him, if a guy badly lost, he hears that you are a holy nation and he has said that so I am holy. Instead of looking for deliverance, an end comes to masturbation. Acceptance of what God says is more powerful 
Before you started praying, he has already spoken. Can you receive what he has said? That is the reason why the Bible says, let the weak say what? I am strong. Let the poor say? I am He said, because of what the Lord has done. Not because of the account number or account level. They have found what God has done and they have accepted it. It has changed their reality. This is the best way that transformation can occur in the life of a Christian. I'm a peculiar person. You can go as far as even, that's not necessary, but I'm just saying, you can go as far as, I've seen men who have done that, that even uh, the Ekiti English, <laughs> that intonation, that kind of, your know, that, that reflects everything about you can change by accepting this. It is true. How powerful is this? So I'll give an example. You might or you might not agree with the church. It doesn't matter. But I just want to say, I remember one day, many years ago, I was watching Pastor Chris Oyakilome. That was then. And he told them that as at that time, he had never been out of the country before. But everything about him looked like an American. He said because he read that God is not a respecter of nation. Anybody. In every nation. And he began to meditate on new creation realities. Three times. TBN gave them the best Christian program on TV. Three years back to back. And he said that not one production was done in America. They did it in Oregon. American saw it, they bow. Because of a may God help us. Mentality that he saw it in God's word and he said, this is it. I am not a local man. The Bible says I'm a peculiar, holy nation. And he said, wow. He said one day, he saw the Bible say, I'm an ambassador. Again, I said, that, that's not to... Maybe you like John, you don't like that. So, but I'm just picking some. Say, I'm an ambassador. And if you see everything about the man, he started living and doing this. This is the entire they want to see. I, 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 I don't, I'm having a feel that many artists are still not accepting what I'm saying. What's the name of this man in Ghana? Ben Sotabim. He said he read the scripture one day about prosperity, just a scripture. And he vowed. He used to have, he was so poor that he used to do what he can do. He took all the candles away. Then he said to himself, I will never climb Okada again. He said it was a tough decision. It looked like, he said because he read the play, why the Bible said that you are a dignity, you are royalty. And he said, royalty don't climb Okada. He said, I'm not riding Okada again. He said at the beginning, it looked like the whole of his money of his life was going to transportation. But today, see, blessed is that man who accepts what the Lord says. And takes it and accepts it. And you can take it to any length. That it can change how you pronounce things. But many people read what God has said. Instead of looking unto God, they look around. Ah. I don't know how many people read that book. It was written by Brother Copeland, Prosperity. Which are able to get away for two days. And he got to a point. He saw something. He said he was wearing boxers. He spinned and he said, I will never be poor again in my life. An amount in his pocket has not changed. Anyone who allows the word of God to lift you, you will have perpetual lifting. But the word can come to you, you are too heavy for the word to lift. While your attention is on, ah, whatever you read in the Bible, you go back to the fact that but there is 2,000 in my account. But I am sick. And that is all that I made you to go through 
God had to deal with Abraham on this, and this one we just said that it was Moses. God said, you are calling yourself an uncircumcised leap. I have made you a God to Pharaoh. Pharaoh that you are begging, you're supposed to be God. It took Moses a while, but eventually he understood it and he proved it. Abraham too, he took God a long time with Abraham. The day he got in chapter 15, when we said that tempted chapter 16 again, I see, since we don't have a child, why don't you let us uh, through Agai? And they did, and God was quiet for 14 years. God didn't talk to Abraham again. Then in chapter 17, God said, walk before me and be perfect. I am El Shaddai. I am able to do what I told you I would do. By that time, Abraham had sunk so deep into unbelief that when God was talking, he was on his face laughing. I said, I bet let Ishmael live. Can you imagine? Thank you. That level of unbelief, it had gotten hold of him. Let me tell you the truth. Some of you need to change people you talk to regularly. Because no matter the glory trying to write, they pull you by. It's like crap. You put them in a container. None of them will come out. As one is rising, the other will pull the person down. At times, Christianity demands that you change your association. There are some people you should avoid seeing for one year till you are solid enough that they cannot affect how you talk anymore. But once you see them, they bring you back to the level where your family has been, where everybody has been, and they become your reality again. You see, if this faith is so serious that Jesus purchased with his blood, when Paul was warning the elders he ordained in Mark chapter 20, he began to tell them, he said, take heed unto yourself and the sheep that God put under your care. He said, these sheep were bought by the blood of your It's not money they used to pay. God himself paid with his own blood. He said, be careful, elders. If it is true that we've been bought with the most precious, this faith of us, if it's that precious, men and brethren, I am telling you, you see, I was listening to Andrew uh, uh, and he said that the grandson came to him. You know, those are the IP generation. And sat beside him. I said, Dad, if they want to kill you and they ask you to renounce Jesus, what do? He said, no way. Then the guy, the guy asked a question that shook him a bit. He said, Dad, if they leave you and they put gun on my head, I said, if you don't renounce Jesus, I will kill your granddaughter. What will you do? He said, then they will kill you. They think, the girl, they think shook the girl. He said, I love you so much, but I cannot love you more than Jesus. You know what I just said? It's still strange here. Brethren are facing that in not every day. Facing that in not every day. So I mean, they have killed the entire family before them. And when they finish killing them, these people are still worshipping God. That's not Lagos Christian. The Lord can protect if he chooses not to. Will that affect your loyalty to him? Oh, Jesus, oh, ah, Jesus, ah, oh, God, and then you start. Lord, I thought you would do this. In some nations, they are not even expecting protection. Do you know, after they slaughtered those 300 Christians in Iran, I checked the following week. Churches still met on Sunday. They were not sure of making it back home. Ah, see, when I see the way we do Christianity in Lagos, that's what Oroko talks about most times. It is painful. When we see the way we do Christianity, why are you late? You're ironing your shirts. Who cares about shirts? You know, there are Christians that they are coming to church, their car breaks down and they stop there. And you start your car. Why are you not in church? I started my car. It was not working. Oto, may a blessing given to you by God not be a barrier between you and God. I get what I'm saying. Oh God, give me husband. Lord, give me husband. Why are you not in church? You are cooking a bala for your husband. Lord bless me, bless me. We had a party on Saturday, so we are cleaning up on Sunday. How do people say it? It's so real to them. 
How do they not even know the grammar of what they are saying? How can I want to come to church on Sunday because a car that God gave me stop on the way? Then that ends my worship day. I will stream live. I'm not coming again because of car. And then I had the audacity to kneel down the front and say, Lord, I need another car. Does it work like that? What is what some Christians say? You have to make up your mind to be deep and not be shallow. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Yes, sir. The greatest lesson that a saint must learn is that this is how God talks. And it is that word that will form you when you accept it. So as we respond to God's word, we must respond absolutely. It's so powerful. Every verse of the Bible, when they left Songo, and they left Rajoba, that's Bishop Elipa, they were going to go to Yanobaja. Well, sorry, to where they are. When they got there, he himself said that, how can people that are saying mind they leave power and come and do church here? But then God said that would be the place. So he started pacing up and down praying. And this scripture came. John was in the wilderness and they came to him from every quarter. When he saw it, he told the pastor that we will be men in this wilderness that we were in town. Those are men who have found out that there is power in the world. It's not an empty world. When you see over 100,000 people going there on Sunday, forsaking churches on the streets and going there. For a long time, there was no AC in that place. I don't even think there is AC now. Why you see people forsaking beautiful Israel and going there? It is that scripture that is bringing them. God is showing you the power of scripture. That you can build your life on one scripture and your life will never fail. One scripture. So this thing that is in our hand, that's also people when they want to read the Bible, they first of all close the door from everybody. They know that it is not every single time that you hear Emma from the word. But you don't know when it can come. So you, you get so serious when you want to study. Because life is coded in this place. Life. One day, Gloria Copeland came to Nigeria. I said, You said we taught you all these things. I said, You even know him more than ourselves. Because God is the word of God. The word of God. Can you read the Bible and see a scripture and begin to laugh and rejoice and rejoice and rejoice and rejoice? It's at that point that miracle breaks. There are many things that God has said to many of us. Instead of us to accept, we go back and start praying. Hallelujah. Oh God. The Lord can speak to your spirit a scripture about purity. All you need to do is just say thank you for that. Now I know an end has come to dirty thoughts. But people will discard the word. That's the meaning of ignoring God's righteousness and trying to establish your righteousness. You know why? Especially in Africa, we feel good when we put efforts. When it's very simple, it does not attract people. Do you know even here, people have come to my office and you just pray in 10 seconds. They don't believe. They first expect you to scatter chair. And then roar. Then they feel that that is when... <laughs> I don't know whether she's here tonight. She was here last Wednesday. I don't normally answer like that. She just called me. I was actually sitting outside there just praying in the spirit. And she was having serious talk. And they said she had ruptured appendicitis and they were to operate her. And they said they will have to operate her. 
Okay, no, not yet, but said, I don't know whether ruptured or about to say they have to operate and everything. Honestly, I first said, what do you want me to do? That I said, appendicitis, operation is a minor one. And I said, okay, what exactly do you want? He said, I don't want to do it. He said, I'm going back to the hospital now because the, when it, she got home, it was unbearable, so she had to go back to the hospital. Honestly, I just said it just not for her not to bother me. If I had a name or something, she doesn't want to do operation, let her be fine. And she got back to the same hospital. They carried out the same scan there and she was perfectly okay. She was out on Wednesday she was out on Sunday. Honestly, I did not even... Uh, I said to myself that, sincerely, it was not my fate. Because I answered that, look, don't bother me. Not that I pray with faith like that, so I cannot even <laughs> glory in the testimony. Because maybe I even had a bit of unbelief in me that I, I was like, yeah, laparoscopy will take it out. Now that was my heart. That, wait, wait, that's not it. I said, is that why you are crying? I pensa it's not a major, major, a few minutes or so, they will be true. But I just, she compelled me to pray. And I prayed. You know, at times, thank God in his mercy, he does not look at our hearts. He hears our prayer and he answers. Because sometimes we just said it from the lip. But in his mercy, he says, okay, I'm still going to do it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Are you with me tonight? Yes, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me end by saying, ah, oh, dear Lord Jesus. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, and chapter 4, verse 18 also, 3.18. Do you know the scripture that I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me? When you are in a bus stop, when you are in a shopping mall, when you are in shop right or shop left or whatever you are and you want to reach out to people, when you are in the office and you are trying to tell a colleague about Christ and he begins to argue, do you quickly give up and be like, this one can't be changed or do you really believe that there is something you can say that will melt the person? If you believe, there will be a supply from us. Remember, it's not your mind. There is a spirit in you. You are not giving the Holy Spirit opportunity to move through your spirit. Because as you look at yourself, it starts and it ends with you. Don't do that. Uh, is somebody with me? Don't do that. I cannot look at whether I have prayed very well or not. To determine when I want to pray for people. Number one, pastor, like my people bump to any time you have to give. I cannot do that. What I look at is that Jesus said, it's not about my prayer life. It's about what Jesus made available. And it's forever available. Whether I pray or I don't pray. A minister should pray at all times. But it's about Jesus. It's not about, I don't have a tank where I pull miracle from. Jesus is my tank. And it's an inexhaustible tank. Whether I pray or not, the tank remains. Because the tank has been before I was born, self. And when I'm gone, the tank is still there. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Yes, sir. I can do all things through Christ who see. Ah, God. Thank God for righteousness that Christ has brought to us. The old essence of what happened to Adam is called condemnation. And it is sad, sir. It's still sitting on the shoulder of many Christians. I can't. I don't see myself doing it. I'm afraid. I don't know. It might not happen. This is the arena with many Christians. It started where Father Abraham sinned. 
That's what the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation. There's no Christian that should be walking like this. Do we face situations at that we do? But you should face it with boldness that look, at the end of the day, Jesus will be glorified and you will be blessed. There is therefore now no condemnation. Even when people want to pray, they are condemned. And as you look at the environment, there are many things in Nigeria that can help your condemnation. People look at, ah, I've been expecting somebody to pay money, he has not paid condemnation. They are tired, weary, and they begin to say, only things prosper in Nigeria. Condemnation. Hallelujah. A young lady sat before me. Few days to her wedding, and she was telling me that, you know, there's no man that will not cheat on his wife. I would like, she, she has sat down with women. That's how they talk. Unfortunately, even if she marries the most faithful man, she has condemned the man into cheating on her because it will be unto you according to your faith. As she complains on that day, the man will bear his own portion in every of his fault, but God will also tell her that you declared it, you believed it. So why should angel protect your husband? You have already said so that every man this is what this is why I say some people have to delete and depart from some groups. When they sit down, people who talk like that. There are guys who talk that when they get to be up, they sit down. Don't mind all those churches around that. See, everybody's a team in Nigeria. And the, the righteous guy that is beginning to know this head also. They are preparing him for a life of tea free. And it's nothing they say it's true. And they mention one politician like that. Mention somebody like that. Which one of them? And then it's listening truly. Even though inside his heart, he knows that it's impossible for everybody to be the same thing. Even among people who don't know Jesus, unbeliever, it's not every man that will cheat on his wife. It's impossible for every, there's nothing everybody will do. There always be some exception. It is not possible. I get what I'm saying. So inside do they know the truth, but they begin to feed them with things and they begin to surrender, 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 see everybody, you know, uh, I mean, this is our time, eh? Don't mind them. See, there's no church that the pastor is not a team. Even with that we are drinking, say we are thieves also. That's it. Everybody knows how they do things. And people begin to soak into that thing. You know, are you getting what I'm saying? Condemnation. There is therefore now. Errors of people, mistakes, thoughts. They begin to make them. You can just snap out of evil thought just like this. What am I thinking about this girl? No. You can just snap out like that. And with audacity. That the one I thought before I snapped out I've been forgiven. So you are not even going to sit down there. Do you know some people wait for the next day before they can ask for forgiveness? They feel like you have to sleep and look fresh. <laughs> and only when you are messed up a day, you've argued there 40 years, you saw somebody here, You'll feel like that kind of day, God can't speak to you again. It's as simple as, Father, I'm sorry, they block. Let's start a fresh chapter is open. The Lord does not take record of what you have done wrong under the blood. It's not a call to go and do something wrong, but the truth of the matter is that the Lord is not like that. Are you getting what I'm saying? So people sink into these things and sink more. As you are watching some pornography, stop it. You can You don't need to wait till tomorrow morning. <laughs> so when you wake up in the morning, hey, 
Yesterday is gone. Today I want to live right. You can start living right from 9 p.m. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Let's go to that. Thank you, Second Corinthians chapter 3. Hallelujah. You know, you begin to see why people like Paul will talk with the way they talk. I can do all things through Christ. Can you begin to say that there's no goal you said that you will not meet? Start by setting goals that are not too big for you so that it does not defeat your faith. You can begin to make a decree that in the next several days, maybe the highest you've ever had is 20K. You can begin to decree 40, 50K. See, when you start meeting up, it will encourage your faith to go for bigger things. The day you talk to people and they accept Christ, we just discover that it's not as hard as you have thought. It's not that hard. You have left you are left here as a sign and a wonder. Do you believe you are a living wonder, a living sign? That your life is shouting God's praise. That's God's plan. People look at you and they say, Oh, thank God. So it's true that God is good. This guy, his life says God is good. I don't know about I have had a wrong mentality about God, but looking at this guy, I believe that God is good. That's why we are here on earth. Are you with me? The Bible says, we all, how many of us? All. With open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord. And we are, ah, we changed. What we look at? And what should we look at? The glory of God in the mirror. But chapter 4 verse 18 gives a further explanation. Why we look not at the things that are seen? So there are things we must not look at. Ah, a BQ, that's where you stay. Don't look at it. But the things which are not seen, there is a health condition. It is seen. You can see it on your body. I would say we don't look at the things. There is a report you can see. There is a bill you can see. The Bible says we look not at the things which are seen. But are the things which are not seen. For the things which we see, but the things which we don't see, they are eternal. How do we look at things that cannot be seen? There are two eyes, physical and inside. Are you with me? Oh Lord Jesus, thank you. It's because we can see beyond what we see that we make certain decisions. You know, I told you before, only God can tell. I've, I've lost count by the grace of God. I've lost count. And I'm standing in the presence of God and God's people. Only God can tell how many times that I've emptied my accounts. I can see beyond my accounts. And when I do, I move to many levels above that level. And it's what I will keep practicing forever from time to time. Because I must keep training myself that it is not what I see. 
by the grace of this, I multiply my capacity financially times and again. If I limited myself to what I was saying, I'll be far from where I am now, far behind. Why we look not at the things that we see, but the things that we don't see? You know, people have met me about minor needs. They don't even know that the money I gave them was a last. Say, ah, Pastor, I need four million for this. I have three point two, and I'll give them seven hundred fifty. Not knowing that that was the last time, last thing in my accounts. But you see, come back and check me a few days after. Many, many times above that level. Why do people find it difficult to give? They look at it. Ah, oh, the last name. <laughs> they look at it. But if they can see, this is also why we forgive and let go of things very easily. That you cannot hold on to things against people. So at the end of the day, if nothing at all, one of the governing scriptures of my life is 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 19. If only in this world we have hope, we have all men must lose rape. Even if we lose here, there's eternity. That's the truth. In about two or three dreams before, I've been shown rem before, beyond before. Well, you know that there is something. The few times I've seen that, few days after that, I lost interest in every other thing. What is in this world? The greatest of all fear is the fear of death. It is the fear that catches people. It's part of it what manifests that, ah, this is the only one if I give it, and what happens? Fear of the unknown is an offshoot of fear of death. Let me not lose in life. Let me not. But a man that is dead does not bother himself about those things anymore. If we lose or not, there is eternity. Paul saw it and he said, if our earthly tents of this house were to be dissolved, we have a building made without hand. If we are for men, anytime God blesses me, I just tell myself that, well, there's no physical blessing I have that some unbelievers don't have. So it cannot be the definition of the goodness of God. Some unbelievers have more money. That's why I cannot fret over material things. I get what I'm saying. That was why I told what I told on Sunday. When the last part people said that they, for taking the, your car will be confiscated, it shocked the woman the quietness and the simplicity I displayed. I just said to myself, maybe my car is several million, I don't know, it says will be. But I just said that she go to bed. It is okay, you have the option of paying fine. Thank God. When I woke up in the morning, I didn't plan to pay this. But I don't think like that. To now go and sunk in the one, one corner and be, you know, be thinking, ah, this one, I've lost. We are like ocean. When as a Christian, things go wrong and you lose money. In the wisdom of God, there is a plan for restoration. Few days after, God will let something happen where you have several times. Especially if you are a giver. You cannot lose. Yes. Somebody can cheat you at times. You don't even need to cause them. There are some of them God will outrightly deal with and there are some of them God will leave them for a while. But your heart is not... See, you you, you don't know what, what makes men... Some of these I'm telling I'm not trying to project any pastor before you, but I'm just going to example. One day also, I'll listen to pastor Christian and I say, in this same order, he was going to check a member of the house and robbers surrounded the car. He said, just saw them shooting. They dragged him out of the car. Thank God he said all these things to people himself. He didn't say where is the miracle and they drove away the car shooting as they were going. He got up, dusted his body and continued trekking 
and go to the member's house and sat down and was counseling them what he was planning to do. It was when they escorted him and said, Pastor, where is your car? He said, I'm Robert's collector. <laughs> the wife in particular, she froze. And that you came in here, you came to counsel. He says, what should I do? Leave people of God that I should check because they collected my car on the road. Are there no missionaries without cars who are doing the Lord's work every day? You see, may we not be bound to material things. They are for our comfort, they are blessed, but don't get too comfortable with them. That when they are not there, you know, can you still pray when there's no lights and it's dark? Also, people actually pray when there's no light. Or when there's light, they are watching Netflix. So even it's act of mercy that God, God is what is what that disconnects the light at times. So at least they can pray a little. But once there's light, they are going to be watching something on their laptop forever. When there's no light, you remember the days when you did not have, you know, maybe that's why phone is expensive at times. <laughs> because at at one time you see job your gen. Then now you want to talk to your Neara hi. Neara. I don't know say Neara to who. <laughs> you are nearer to YouTube than me. Do you know people do this? The blessings we receive from you now, they have become a barrier. Into going all the way for him. Ah, no, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. Hallelujah. I always look for what I want to do, how to turn every blessing to more of an opportunity to serve him. Increase financially to give man help more people. Kingdom first. My data, if they check what I consume, I listen to maybe two, three messages every day. That's what my data goes into. I watch some kids occasionally. Kids, I I'm not going to put that occasionally. Maybe two, three minutes, maybe two or three. But I listen to messages one hour twenty, another one after. That's where my data. His name must be the number one thing. If I have a bigger house, it is to accommodate more people. I can't sleep more than a room. How many of you that know me, you know all my life, what I've been living with me. There has never been any time before I got married till now that less than five people that are not my children have been living with me. Including some people here tonight. Some people are here tonight who live with me. How can I be dreaming of a big girl so that I can, so can I be crossing and be, go from city room to room Look at the size of the house. No. The beauty of, for me, for the job is that we just have many people. Many people. Yes. If I had those who live with me to stand on me, to shock you. As long as they are believing with me, there are people here to not believe me for over 10 years. So what is the essence? There is no car that I, have, that I have or that I have had that guys who stay with me have not driven many times. It's a matter of fact. Some of the good cars that have been given or people bought for me to carry from the seller. The first one week, it was one brother here, whose name I don't want to mention. He drove all the cars before he even made the owner. Some of them I was not even at all able to give me. So he would be the one to go and take it to mechanic to work, to be sure everything is fine. The one with the, with the driver going around, going around and that. It's after like two, three weeks. And I told one of the reasons also why I, I avoided I just want to be sure that I'm not connected to anything. When people give me something very precious, the first thing I say, Father, I thank you for this gift. Lord, if you need it, you know it won't cost me anything to give it back to you. That way, I detach myself from anything, anything at all. I know when you pray like that, I've been tested a few times before. 
I've told you, including a car that I've only paid 50% of the money for, a lot of them go and give somebody and I game. The car was not worth paying me, but the money I'll be paying for something I cannot see again. <laughs> it's painful when every month you go to bank and you, that time there was no, and you pay. When was it at 350 every month? You pay and the car is not with you, with somebody else, enjoying it and you are paying. That makes it more painful. And if you are driving and you are paying, it's okay. Those are the things that God used to kill greed in my life. Things. <laughs> um, eight months into the start of this church, we're struggling with number 13, 14. The next person to me just came to me one day that God has called him also to start a church. And he left out, so people joined him. And you know what? Some of these people are my living witnesses. That time, because I didn't want to go home, so my parents were not discouraged from being a pastor. My parents are fairly rich. I didn't want to go home. And my father was one time, look at what I mentioned, I didn't want to go home. So, um, they had three cars, I was just here. So I was caught with somebody. I was actually caught with this wonderful brother. And he said he was let to. Just a few weeks to that time, like three weeks ago, a friend did where the loose mother was a multi-millionaire. I was his best man. So the mother bought suit for all of us. I couldn't afford the suit. Very one of the best in town. And the shoe. And the Lord told me that this is your pastor that is going. Give him your best suit. That suit. Your best shoe, your best shirt, and your best tie. And you must attend his first service. When I tell you that I'm not tied to a man, that's why I cannot get out. Somebody say that he's leaving church. Somebody offends you in the church. You want to, so you think it will pain the pastor. They won't see me again. <laughs> you see, you don't know what God will make you go through before he can show you to the world. I'm still going through some trainings. But God allowed those things to happen. Everything about men died here. We came back to church, we drove for like six, seven number and struggle started. And you know one thing? There was a time. Two of his core leaders were actually living in my house. On Sunday morning, I was not by that. I would dress up to come to HOD. They would dress up to go to his church. We would meet in the evening and be Jesus, and I never compelled them to come here once. It is called circumcision of the arts. When God does it to you, you become a different person. The way you see life will change. The Lord knows there's nothing in my life that I cannot give him. <laughs> you see, I love to, on Sunday, I love the people in this church so much. There was a time, as if the Spirit of God was speaking to me, that now I know there's no material thing you cannot give me. But let's take it a step further. Can you resign as the pastor of the church and be a member? That one took me time to answer. Ha. Huh. So where will I go to? He said, wherever. But he said, one day in the place of worship, and I said, Lord, if that is the case, no problem. And he was like, well, I'm not planning to. I just wanted to get to a point where is there anything. So I tell leaders at times, if the Lord appears to me and he says that, let someone else be the pastor here, you go to Lesotho. I'll just tell you, I'm sorry, Lesotho, here I come. Some of you, you cry, some of you to pay. You will just go and enjoy Lesotho. Shepherd of my soul, I give you full control. Wherever you may live, 
Let me stop here tonight. Let's rise. Is somebody blessed tonight? Glory to God. When you read any scripture that talks to you, what are you going to say? Say loud, Amen. If you read, you are an ambassador. Just begin to jubilate. I'm an ambassador. You can take it a step further and say, this is why no nation will ever say no to my visa again. Are you getting what I'm saying? These are declarations that Chris said, oh, I'm an ambassador. If they cannot stop the ambassadors of this world, an ambassador of God, all nations will cooperate with him. I'm an ambassador. Oh, when you read about a virtuous woman, say, that is who I am. Don't look at the mistakes you have made and how you have behaved in the past. Now, fetish. Now, fetish. Starting from there. You know the good thing about our Lord? He does not hold the past against you. So why are you holding it against yourself? How you look at it, ah, me, Emisha? <laughs> that, ah, ah, no, no, this can't be me. It is you. That's our response to scripture. If I tell you you are blessed and that you are rich, would you accept that you are rich? How many rich men are here and rich women? Glory to God. Let me tell you what to do. Every month or every two months, change how much you give as an offering. Don't stay at a level. Don't be a pauper. It's true. When you see people in so much need, somebody needs 100K, sincerely listen to me. Even if it's 1,000, you can. Don't close your mind and go and meet those who have. Begin to be among those who have. See, you'll grow per time. Even if it's 500, 500 naira out of 100,000. Oh, brother, you know what? You can use it to take a bike home. I know that a time will come, I'll be able to give you 50,000. Don't just say that, ah, even me, even me. No, you are not among the poor. Can I hear amen? Yeah. A sister is doing wedding around you. You can't do much. No problem. Oh, your wedding is next week. Oh, you know what? How much is your hair? You want to do your hair? I said that the year is 30,000. Brazilian plus Ethiopian year together, you know. <laughs> I'll pay for the Brazilian parts, you know. <laughs> are, you, are you with me? <laughs> Don't say that. I, 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 this is what people say. Even as we begin talking about projects in the church, some people just shut themselves out. That no, let, let them talk to those who have money, not me. Why should you be like that? God has not created anyone without anything. Some might have more than you do. Nobody's asking you to outdo yourself. But don't call yourself the poor and say, ah, no, I don't have anything. You you can, your son can say, I need 50K. You can have one K and give your son and put your hand on his head and pray for him and say that before, when, the, when, when that, those early days, there was a sister here, many people will remember, she was in the ushering unit. She used to come from Ajagbada. I don't know where they call Ajagbada in Lagos, but I, I assume that even from the name, was very far. <laughs> so, I, so, how many of you know where Jackman is? There are many areas in Lagos I've not been to, and it's not likely I'll go there. So, but if for soul I have to go there, I'll go there for soul, for any other thing, you know. So, she will come, and so 
those days, we used to do something. All the offering on Sunday would be like 800. I would say, who are the people that do our transportation there? And I'll ask them to give everything out. And then I'll tell you, MEC, that she was in charge. Say, MEC, save 20% or 30. Every other thing, give it out. Now, Pastor, are we going to save? I said, what, is, what are you saving? They thought, and so, <laughs> so, <laughs> let's just, so, this lady will come. She's Angela. She's probably watching now. She goes to redeem her husband. She married her husband, moved to redeem. Uh, uh, she married a redeemer. Redeem redeem so, they are redeemed now. So, I said, no, she then, probably she's watching. So, it's an open story. She will say, Pastor, don't worry. I will trek. Thank God for some people. And now we, when I get to a point, then I will find a way. I will say, no. I said, take this money. I said, you know what? I'm giving you money. It's not only that I'm helping you. I said, time will come. If I mention an amount, you will give it without blinking an eye. And she will say, amen. Then she will collect the money. Almost for like four Sundays consecutive. I'll just say that a time will come. 50K looks so big then. Red right is at the back. I can see you. I got right there. One of the early members of the church. We eventually married my younger sister. We got that mercy on him. <laughs> he, he's a big boy in Abuja now. They are waiting in Abuja. You know? So that time we remember, the, he knows what I'm talking about very well. So all of us were just young people then. And then, she just came one day, Angela just came one day. And this other just came into the country. Summer without, in a supernatural way, somebody supplied that name, Tesla, Tesla, got us. One of these four set of people to be employed in Tesla. So one day, after service, she just walked up to me and gave me 50K. So we both began to laugh. And others didn't know why we were laughing. Because it was the amount we mentioned. And I said, a time will come that, well, I, we are giving you 200, you are telling us to. I said, a time will come. When I say 50K, you give with ease. And anytime church was doing some time, I just, just give 50K. Pastor, what's church doing? 50K, 50K, 50K. Yes. We had 800 then, but I released a prophecy on the money. Sister, take 200, but a time will come. You won't even need the money. You'll be the one giving. So I bless the church and I bless her. I get what I'm saying. That you will give to the church. You yourself that is giving. You'll be so rich that you won't need our help again. And that has happened now. Prophecy. Ah, you know, I want to know, would you learn that I don't have money? Don't talk like that. Actually, remember, get rid of those thoughts from your mouth. Even if you can't do anything, shut up. Don't say anything. If there is nothing at all to give, give prayer. Hallelujah. Brother, in the name of Jesus Christ, my God will supply your needs. Bye-bye. I get what I'm saying. Speak a word to people. And when you're speaking, don't speak word like a loser. I see you are now hiding under prayer. I see, uh, no, we don't have money. So let's say we have prayer. We don't have money. You know? You know? <laughs> Some brothers here have lost valuable relationship that way. You go to a sister's house and I bet you, I just quoted scripture. And it's King James, I quote it. That's, you go, it's her birthday. No card, no cake, no nothing. You just start saying that, you know, God is good. It's not about the quality, the price of the, of the gift. If you're a brother and you love somebody, Abba. Then you say nobody say yes. How can they say yes? Are you even yourself? You, you, you will not even say yes to yourself. You, 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 something simple. Even if it's Richard Card. Even if a woman that is around you, she knows that you, you probably, you are in the face. You don't have much right now. But don't have the attitude of, you know, some people just, when it comes to giving, you stay away. No, 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 no. Ah, she should not have a boy now. And when the more you say that, the more. 
Jesus appeared to a man and he said, I told them in Mark 11, 23, whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in the south, shall believe in the south, he shall have whatever. So Jesus stressed the last part. He said, I said to my people, you shall have whatever you say. So my people keep saying what they have. So they keep having what they have. That day I got a powerful lesson. The master said, you shall have whatever you say. I will never say what I have. I will say what I intend to have. Because it is not what I have that Jesus will give me. He will give me what I say. But if I keep saying what I have, I have two shoes. He said, I will have whatever I say. So I will keep having two shoes. If I have two shoes, I will say I have 20 shoes. Then Jesus said, I will have whatever I say. Is this not an open chair given to you? Why don't you begin to train yourself about what to say? What to say? Our bishop got it in the house. There were 15 in the church. He will arrange 300 chairs. And he said that, that those of you at the back, hope you are hearing. God he said, and then the 15 will turn back. And then they will look forward. Shortly after that, that all became too small for them. This is the Bible. It's not psychology. The Lord said so. Calling the things that be not. And anybody cannot pray this principle. What will it advantage you if you continue talking about what to do? Have? Why don't you practice this thing for one month and see whether the word of God is true or not? I like experimenting. Okay, you know what? All my life, they taught me to talk about reality. The rights I don't have. Somebody brought this kind of message to me and I can see the scripture in the Bible. What I would do is, okay, you know what? I want to prove for myself whether what they are saying is true or not. For the next 30 days, I will never say anything negative. I will not say what I have. I will say what I intend to have. Wonder, you will see wonders. It will surprise you. I'm a blessed man. I'm a blessed man. You see, I just gave you an example now. Till now, you, you, when you talk about healing ministers in Nigeria, maybe talking about Pastor Chris, one of them, he said, even when his wife carried him, he was so sick, the wife and Pastor, the associate carried him to the hospital. The wife, the associate, and the doctor couldn't get him to say, I am sick. He kept saying, I'm so fine. The doctor said, hey, You are fine. If I don't try anything, maybe he has a bit of psychology. None of them could get him. They treated him for that time. But you see, at times, what are seed. Shortly after that, they began to see him in healing ministry. He just said, he told them that you can't get it. Why? I'm not faking it. Jesus said, I am well. I go by his word. I am not sick. Hallelujah. Again, can I ask, how many blessed people are here? How many glorious families are here? How many people are happy, joyful in your marriage, joyful in your life? How many people are a blessing to many, to nations? How many healthy people are here? How many spirit-filled people are here? How many victorious people are here? It is so in the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody give God praise. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. 
If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.